Brewers down to their final out now. Now up to Christian Yelich. Here it is. Yelich sends one to right center and deep. Get up. Get up. Get out of here and go for Yelich. He has tied the game with a booming home run. He got it all. Tied up 4-4 on a big home run the pitch. Ryan What's going on, Brewers fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Brewers Podcast. My name is KJ Ikeson. I'll be your host for the first time ever. The Milwaukee Brewers franchise is 34 games above 500. It's unbelievable. Where are you right now? You know, take a moment to look up, look out the window, take in your surroundings, and really just pinch yourself because this is the best Brewers team we've had in a long, long time. I was going to say decades. You know, I think that's probably fair, uh, but we'll dive into it at length. I'm here with my co-host today, Alex. How you doing, Alex? I'm on cloud nine, KJ. Thanks for having me. Brewers fans, thanks for joining. 34 games above 500 franchise record. It's uh, it's unbelievable. I'm excited to talk about that no-hitter from yep. uh, Corber Birds and Josh Hader. So thanks for having me on the show and go crew. Go crew. So you, let's look at the NL Central. The Brewers have it locked up, all but official. At the time of this recording, let's we have four, 14 game lead over the very talented Cincinnati Reds. You know, they, that team has got some talent. They're definitely putting some pieces together over there. We're, we have 15 game lead over the St. Louis Cardinals. You know, once again, they have these really talented players, but they're not getting the results they'd hope for. Chicago Cubs, you know, they're 14 games below 500. I remember once upon a time they were actually in first place earlier this year. You know how times change. As Drake would say, damn things change. And uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh Pirates, you know, they're, they're in the cellar. 40, uh, 39 games below 500. But if you look to the entire... <laughs> Major League Baseball, the Milwaukee Brewers have the fourth best record, the third best record in the National League. The only teams with a better record than the Brewers are the Giants, who we knocked in the mouth last time we played them on the road. The Dodgers, who are an established super team, make no mistake. The Tampa Bay Rays, who are a low-budget team just like the Brewers, providing some magic. They're in the American League, so unless we make it to the World Series, which we plan on, we won't have to worry about them for a bit. Uh, and then it's the crew. So so we have an 89-55 record. That's a 618 win percentage. Our run differential is actually sixth in baseball. It's plus 137, and that's because we had a couple awful losses earlier in the season. That's a bit, little bit skewed. But really, we're also the second hottest team in baseball at the time of this recording. We've won five straight. The only team that's hotter right now is the San Francisco Giants. But you could argue that they're actually not because we went and smashed them last time we played. So, Alex, I just want to toss it to you, man. Corbin Burns, Cy Young, best baseball we've been playing in the regular season, knock on wood, you know, in, in Brewers history. Uh, you know, what's what are some things that you've just been noticing lately? What are some things you've been enjoying? Just give our listeners some of your thoughts as you've been watching this crew blossom. 
I've just been loving, I mean, the defense and the pitching. The runs allowed, the Milwaukee Brewers have allowed 536 runs this year. That's third lowest in the MLB. The other two teams, the L.A. Dodgers and the San Francisco Giants. So it's kind of like a three-horse race here in the NL. You have to keep your eye on Atlanta. But I think a lot of people are worried about how good the Brewers are playing. And Eric Lauer noted that. It seems like... Just they've got guys left or right pitchers, you know, left-handed, right-handed hitters. There's really just a plethora of talent on this roster, and it's capped up with some elite guys at the top. Corbin Burns, that was just exactly what the doctor ordered. Before that performance, Brewers fans, I threw this tweet off of Ike Brewers saying, because I was shocked when I saw this stat. Corbin Burns is having one of the most dominant years in the last century. Unreal. This is before the no-hitter. Before the no-hitter. Before the no-hitter, he is having the bat, one of the most dominant years in the last century based on lowest field independent pitching. So what that is, that's like ERA, but you take out of the variability of the defense. So just a lot of the things that the pitcher can control. And the only pitcher... To have a better uh, FIP, the abbreviation, lowest field independent pitching, in the last century was Pedro Martinez in that 1999 epic Cy Young year he had. Corbin Burns is just absolutely bawling, and he gets this Cy Young that's – or a no-hitter that's iconic. I mean, just the the fact that Low Kane saves the no-no and kind of just – Shows his youth in that moment. I mean, who who didn't get the the chills? It was almost like Robin Yount doing the heroic uh, underhand catch to save uh, Nieves, Juan Nieves' no-hitter. I mean, just yeah. so many great moments and feelings right now. Uh, KJ, what, what, did you, what did you think from that no-hitter? Well, I love that comparison you just made because one of the greatest parts about baseball is it spans so many generations. I mean... A lot of people remember just how dominant Pedro Martinez was. Like, when you thought about dominant seasons, you might have thought of a few Randy Johnsons. You might have thought of maybe CC Sabathia 2008. And then there's Pedro Martinez. So the fact that Corbin Burns is mowing him down like Pedro is awesome as a fan. And it's cementing his, you know, dominance in terms of, like, the numbers uh, side of things. So it's like... You know, earlier this year, I compared Corbin Burns to Jacob deGrom. Jacob deGrom is making like $35 million a year. Corbin Burns is making less than a million. And it's oh funny because some of, the, uh, some of the Twitter GMs told me how out of bounds I was on that, how, how little I knew about baseball. Well, you know, I'm looking at the Mets right now. And I'm seeing a trash A team, okay? I'm seeing a team with a negative run differential, 72 and 72. It wake me up when they do anything. You know, the Brewers, (laughs) we're about to go to the playoffs for the fourth straight year. You know, I could have half a team for Jacob deGrom's salary. And I'm not dissing deGrom, but if you're talking value, let's call a spade a spade. Corbin Burns over deGrom 2021. Let's debate. I'm open to it, you know, 
they both have filthy stuff, but I am tired and I'm done with seeing Corbin Burns get backhanded compliment like he's not more dominant you than DeGrom right now for a fraction of the price. But yeah, go ahead, Al. A- you want to know who the only pitcher in baseball who I just think from the eye test, right, Brewers fans? The one that you just, you know, you're sitting there watching the game from home or at the ballpark who has nastier stuff than Corbin Burns. You want to know who I think that is? I have an idea. Mr. Josh Hader. Okay, <laughs> like I, Cor- I was going to say Scherzer. <laughs> oh, no, okay. I feel like Corbin Burns and Hader as like a duo, just it's it's so meant to be that they got that no-hitter because they are unhittable pitchers. They really are like the, the yeah. two that I can remember the Brewers having the most. Like CeCe was dominant almost physically, like he was a power pitcher. But Corbin Burns just has this nasty stuff. He's just that word I just keep going back to with his stuff is just nasty. And then haters just unhittable. So I mean, I, let's I think give the Brewers, some. I think yeah, I think the Brewers have all the pieces. They let's give them some the props. You know, you, you think about the most deadly closers, right? You think about these dominant pitchers like we just referenced. But like, let's think about these deadly closers. You know, guys like Craig Kimbrell, early Atlanta career. Guys like maybe. Mm, you know, he's not feared like Hater is. You know, maybe a uh, our oldest Chapman in his prime. Maybe Mariano. you know Mariano Rivera, a little less of a, a power pitcher, but the best closer of all time. I mean, the Brewers. You stack up Josh Hader. You put him right next to Mariano. You put him right next to Craig Kimbo in his prime. You Chapman. put him right next to Chapman. It's like, look, if you're the guy who's picking fourth right there, you're not going to be too upset. You know, like, look. I can close a game with any of these guys. I mean, talk about one of the more dominant relievers in the last decade. I think Hater's top five. <laughs> Hater was going three innings like a couple like last year. If he up, has to, you throw up, uh, you know, Aroldis Chapman, Craig Kimbrell, Josh Hader, Brewers fans. I'd be curious in baseball fans who you think those other two relievers are. Uh, probably Mariano, you know, but maybe there's a room for one more. Like, who is that reliever you think should slot in? Is that fifth uh, best reliever of the of the decade um it's just gonna be interesting to hear your guys thoughts josh Hader and corbin burns like if the brewers start that in a playoff game i mean we're getting you know i feel great about our chances right so has got that heat so if we're going up, up against you know like an atlanta in the first round i'm confident we're going up against los angeles dodgers i, I pray that nothing shakes out where you know we have to face them too early it's it's still a little early before the Seedings are solidified, so we'll keep our eye on that. Uh, but we can go up there and match Scherzer with Corbin and, and um, you know, Hayter. So, so we'll see. Um, and the Giants, you know, we've proven we can knock them around. Like, we're not going to get too high or too low, but, but we've got confidence against them. So it's like, no matter who the Brewers face, it's going to be a talented team. We have the thoroughbred pitchers to, to, to really – just dominate. And, and Alex, you touched on something in the beginning of the episode that I just want to expand off of just the amount of talent on this Brewers team. Like it was a collective no hitter. Uh, the defensive plays, the, the pitching was shared between Hader and Corbin. Well, I remember a year and a half ago, two years ago, when David Stearns shipped off Trent Grisham and Zach Davies to the San Diego Padres. And a lot of people were calling that trade a really, really, really bad trade. You know, we end up getting Luis Rios back. We end up getting Eric Lauer back. Well, guess what? Trent Grisham, he ended up letting the ball. Who's laughing now? He ended up letting. 
<laughs> David out. Stearns always. I he mean, always gets the last laugh, Brewers fans. You yeah. know this. You know, people in baseball sort of wise up this. <laughs> Trent Grisham in 2021's got he's bad at 242 average, 745 OPS. Luis Urias, I'm gonna pull up his stats right now if I can. Um, he's, a, he's got an 865 OPS since post the All-Star break, Luis Urias. So he's playing better. He's playing better lately at a higher uh, valued position. And then Eric Lauer, you look at Zach Davies this year. I mean, Zach Davies, ERA on the Cubs is 5 point. It's like 5.4 or uh, yeah, it's 5.4. And, and Eric Lauer is in the twos and threes, you know. So it's like David Stearns. Bet against this guy, if you will. We remember that uh, when the Willie Adamas trade, of course, happened, people around baseball thought they would, you know, take a dig at David Stearns. Well, you know, here we are, <laughs> the best Brewers team in the, the regular season has ever seen, oh. the best pitching a Brewers franchise has ever seen, you know, probably the best closer Brewers franchise has ever seen. You got Christian Yelich batting very well. It's exciting. I mean, team's so good. Christian Yelich can't even catch a headline. I mean, it's <laughs> it's crazy. You know, obviously El Garcia, Colton Wong hitting two multi home runs. It's these guys are just heating up at the right time. Brewers pitching ranks uh, third in baseball, three point three eight ERA, only trailing the Giants and the Dodgers. Once again, we did have a few big lopsided losses earlier in the year that kind of inflated that ERA. Uh, if you look at quality starts, Brewers are actually fourth in the majors. We have 62 trailing the Athletics, the Dodgers, the Rockies. That's surprising. Shutouts, though, the Brewers pitching staff has by far the most. We have 18 shutouts in 144 games, Brewers fans. That means, like, almost every, like, eight or nine games, we're getting a shutout. That's pretty crazy compared to the Dave Bush, Jeff Supon era of, you know, years past. Uh, it's a new era now. <laughs> it's a new era. The Brewers, the stat that the advanced metrics people love, we actually lead the majors in strikeouts. A hundred and excuse me, one thousand four hundred thirty-nine strikeouts. That's that beats the Dodgers. That beats the White Sox. That beats the Yankees, who are throwing three hundred million at Garrett Cole, stuff like that. Uh, and then our WHIP is also top three as well. So, so we just kind of ran through the Brewers' stats. I mean, the pitching is consensus, top one, top two, top three, no matter uh, which metric you look at. And we know that good pitching beats good hitting, especially in the postseason. So, so that was like a little bit of a high-level overview. Um, you know, Al, do you have any thoughts on the pitching before you transition to the bats a little bit? Well, I'm just, I've just kind of noticed that uh, Devin Williams, right? Devin Williams is quietly, he's got over 20 holds. And so, so like, the Brewers have this full connection of starting pitchers. You look down this lineup of starters, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Eric Lauer, Adrian Hauser, Brett Anderson, um, I mean, even Aaron Ashby and some of these other guys. They can get you at least six. And then at that point, the Brewers can really bring it home, um, whether it's a combination of Suter or uh, Boxberger and then Devin Williams and Hayter, I really see this pitching going to, like, keep the Brewers in these games. Hopefully, hopefully things go well come playoffs time because now it's about the playoffs. Like, there's, you know, it's about being right for the playoffs, and I think they're positioned well to to do that, Cage. Um, I think... I'm just excited to see Lokane back and balling. It, yeah. It was just so symbolic of just 
the Brewers as a franchise that Low Kane of all people had that robbing catch in the no hitter. I'm going back to it. It's my good Brewers. It it's just like Low Kane has been that guy, that rock for the franchise for you know a long time. He he had that early era, and here he is again, just holding it down in center field. So even he's playing well, looking athletic. Well, get so this. I, I he see has him a rounded one, into form. 1.05 OP, or 1.057 OPS, 324 batting average from Lorenzo Cain. Uh, excuse me, 1.084, uh, 346 batting average, even better, in the month of September. So if it seems like Low wow. Cain's heating up, it's because he it's is. It's facts. <laughs> I mean, Eduardo Escobar came off the de- injured yeah. list. He didn't miss a beat. Show a little love to Eduardo. Um, Luis Arias and Avisil Garcia, all they both have OPSs above 900 in the month of September as well. Like, you look at Colton Wong, he's 882 in the month of September. He's climbing up. Willie Adamas, uh, you know, hopefully he gets better very, very, very soon. But his OPS is at 800. Christian Yelich, you know, you expect him to kind of bring that all-star you know, batting title form uh, wherever he goes. But really, like, we have a lot of guys really hitting at an all-star level. And, Sam, and they, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sam Decker said, Eduardo Escobar, is he the best pickup of the uh, the trade deadline, KJ? Is he kind of looking like a steal? I mean, you got to look at Max Scherzer. I, I think, you know, Trey Turner, Max Scherzer from the Nationals of the Dodgers, no denying that's an elite Elite pickup, right? They're comparing it to CC Sabathia, but Eduardo Escobar for giving up nothing. I mean, I'll take it. I think every <laughs> Brewers fan will take it too. You know, the man has come in and he's just played well. Two ninety played very well. Uh, it, it's really balanced out our lineup. You know, we've had in the beginning of the year the Brewers are kind of hovering around five hundred. We had this chaotically bad hitting and we had this really 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 good pitching that we were kind of unsure if it would stick around but we kind of figured the bats would come and wake up a little bit and sure enough they did it's been a combination of bats waking up whether it's Yelich, whether it's urias whether it's kane um whether it's uh or it's additions like escobar you know so it's just a really solidified lineup uh built put together by david stearns and, and managed by craig council um, yeah, I want to I talk about one player uh, that seems to just also be a veteran for the Brewers, Colton Wong. He he's been really turning in a lot of great performances. Bat, you know, OPS over seven. It's seven eighty since the uh, All Star break. KJ, in his first season with Milwaukee, is this what you expected, or is he actually playing a little better than expected uh, when he's out there? Here's the thing about Colton Wong. You know, I, I did not expect him to play this well, but it's maybe because I was skeptical. Um, and I think I was skeptical because he came from the Cardinals. And I just know that they're a very well-run organization. And so are the Brewers. But I, I kind of assumed in my head before really uh, seeing him play in a Brewers uniform that, okay, maybe the Cardinals, you know, well-run organization was elevating this guy's play, right? Well, he gets over here to Milwaukee and he's been everything we could ask for. You know, consistent. He's almost taken another step up in his offense. He's got swag. You know, he, he kind of just fits into this new school team. Uh, and he's a part of the future, too. So, so Colin Wong, you really can't say enough about. He's definitely exceeded my expectations. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I, you know, he, he recently had the birth of his first child. You know, they're talking about how he's going to be raised a Wisconsin sports fan. We love hearing love that. Love it. 
just really, really, really good energy. Uh, one thing I just want to add, you know, kind of going off the Colin Wong thing uh, about how he's a really good hitter this year. The Brewers as a team are 22nd in the majors with a two thirty seven batting average. But if you go to on-base percentage, right, they're actually 11th with three twenty two. So they get on base way more than they should relative to the average. And that's one of those things that if you think about the grandfather, the godfather, Billy Bean, right? The guy that I'm sure David Stearns, even if he doesn't admit it, he helped him. athletics he looked up general to, manager that wrote the book. <laughs> he likes guys who get on base. And the Brewers have a huge discrepancy in a good way, meaning they get on base way more than a team of their average normally does. Their OPS in terms of on base plus slugging, factoring in both of those, uh, is 15. So right in the middle of the pack, you know, we have top three pitching. We have an. Uh, right in the middle of the pack offense with upside with guys like Christian Yelitz and Lorenzo Cain kind of hiding in that lineup. Um, so really, you know, giving you guys a little bit of an outlook about what kind of team this is going in the postseason, pretty good offense, elite pitching. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Al, any uh, extra thoughts or should we get into some good brewers, bad brewers? I think uh, let's let's hit good brewers, bad brewers. I think uh, you know this is always a great time. There's a lot of great brewers, but we can uh, also be objective about areas maybe the team needs to improve a little bit. Um, KJ, what are your good brewers? Why don't you why don't you kick us off? You know, Brewers fans, I'm going to open up to you guys. I have to admit, when Craig Council pulled Corbin Burns, I saw the pitch count getting high. I was worried about it. I was thinking and I was saying, don't do it. Don't pull him. Not a no-hitter. <laughs> don't do it, Craig Council. You know I love you, but don't pull the guy in the no-hitter only to have us lose the no-hitter in the next thing. Well, sure enough, Craig Council proved just how smart he is, you know, just why he should be the manager. They got it done. You know, he proved me wrong. He proved a lot of fans wrong. I'm willing to admit it uh, if, if I make a mistake, and I'm happy to. You know, they, they got the, the no-hitter shared it was even more special because those guys got to share it it was more of a team no hitter and uh yeah you know it's it's good like <laughs> great council continues to impress a, as a manager just when you well, think just you go can't get any to, better i just go back to that brian anderson interview brewers fans if you uh if you haven't listened to this episode yet um brian anderson exclusive ike brewers interview he joins the show it's great stuff he talks about how you know Craig Council might be one of the best managers in the league. And when oh, B.A. is saying that, you know that he's putting a little, like, sweetener on that just so he's not held to that statement. But I would say Craig Council, right now, if you were to do, like, a power rankings of MLB managers based on, like, you know, cap, uh, he's he might be up there with the Tampa Bay Rays manager. And... Craig Council might be the number one manager in the MLB. Um, he, he's definitely, I would say, one or two. You, you know so what? That's if what Craig I want to say. If Craig Council wants to become the de facto best manager in baseball, all he has to do is win a World Series with the Milwaukee Brewers, and he will be yep. number one. Uh, you know, something else I just want to add to my good Brewers is – the wins above replacement in the pitching staff, Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff have a combined 10.5 wins above replacement. We still have more baseball to be played. You know, that's absurd. 
That's unbelievable. Freddie Peralta's right behind him at 3.4 wins above replacement. Josh Hader at 2.8. Eric Lauer at 1.8. I mean, Eric Lauer, 101 innings, 310 ERA, including a 2.1 ERA in the second half. Adrian Hauser, 127 innings, 3.25 ERA. Devin Williams and Brad Boxberger also contributing well above one wins above replacement. These are good players, Brewers fans. Uh, just want to shout out those guys a little bit for just continuing that early season uh, wins above replacement stat and just uh, sustaining it over the entire year. Alex, any more good Brewers before we head into the bad Brewers? Well, my good Brewers is not only has Eric Lauer played phenomenal in September. He's, you know, three starts. He's got two wins, 19 innings, two earned runs, just two earned runs. That's a 0.93 ERA in September. I want to give a shout out to Eric Lauer. But I want to give it to the guy who just keeps on getting overshadowed, and that is Adrian Hauser. Mm-hmm. His last two starts, he's eaten up 15 innings, and he hasn't allowed a single run. Adrian Hauser all season has kind of just been the uh, the back burner. At first, it was Brandon Woodruff, <laughs> Freddie Peralta, Corbin Burns, you know, heavy dosage of talk. Then it was, you know, Eric Lauer, you know, Aaron Ashby, the excitement there. And Adrian Hauser has quietly, quietly had a 3.25 ERA all year over 127 innings. That's ace stuff in former Brewers rotations. And Man. he is, uh, you know, just doing it without a little. Yeah, quietly. And so I just want to, you know, make him my good Brewers. Um yeah, shout out to him. Bad Brewers Cage. Should we? Uh, I'm trying try, to think. Should hard. we try and dig? dig, dig? I, I I was just like kind of hoping you would say something so I could like think about what my bad Brewers is. He, I got a bad say, Brewers. Or... I'm just gonna say like let's get everybody healthy. You know, I want to see the whole team at full strength. Uh, everybody's playing well. Knock on wood. Uh, but let's get everybody healthy. You know, right now the team's not quite all the way healthy, and uh, we'll get there. So so that's uh, my nitpicky bad Brewers right now. What about you? I think uh, my bad Brewers is playoffs, the depth, you know, it's not really a factor in the MLB playoffs. That, that's kind of what I've, I was just realizing is, like, it's about your top-tier guys. And it definitely plays a factor, but I hear you. Like, everything gets tightened up in the playoffs. Everything gets tightened up. And, and if you think about, like, okay – the Brewers, they have all these pieces. They all have all these players playing well. But do they know their their one lineup? Do mm-hmm. they know their, you know, that lineup that they're going to go to for, like, three games, you know, in a row? Or uh, is it going to be something that's fluid and guys are going to really committee it in the playoffs? I think that's maybe an unanswered question that I still have. And uh, maybe Craig is kind of going to use the rest of September to figure that out. I trust him, um, but I would say it's not as obvious as some of these star-loaded uh, teams of, like, who's who's going to end up playing here the whole series or something like that with the Brewers. So, um, Getting it, nitpicky. <laughs> I think that's the only thing I can really nitpick, you know, and it, that's uh, that leaves it up to the boys to just have to perform when they're called on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got anything? <laughs> well, like you said, man, just to add on top of that, this is going to be our fourth straight year in the playoffs. So the experience is really starting to add up here, you know, and you saw that with the Bucks. You see that across sports. Experience matters. 
and uh, the Dodgers even. Like, they were in the NLCS in the World Series time and time again before they finally broke through and won it. I mean, ask them about experience. You know, the Brewers are starting to rack up in that category as well. Uh, you know, we're optimistic. It's going to be really special. Just looking at the season as we wind down for this final stretch, you know, next up is two-game set versus Detroit. You got Freddie Peralta taking on former Brewer Willie Peralta. Don't miss that. Then you have really? a three-game series against the Cubs. You got a four-game series against the Cardinals. Then you got a three-game series versus the New York Mets. That'll be interesting. Hopefully, you know, All you don't know if they'll skip. Series. Yeah, if they'll skip Corbin's last start, we'll see. But it'll be interesting to see him and DeGrom if there's any chance. Uh, who knows if DeGrom is, you know, if his season's done. We'll see. Um, and then you have another set against St. Louis. Then you have another set against the Dodgers. So I anticipate everything will be wrapped up by the, by the uh, time that final three-game series of the Dodgers comes to pass. But it might not be. You know, maybe that will control who gets home field advantage for a pivotal upcoming playoff series. Any thoughts on the schedule, Al? I think uh, it's, you know, winnable series. I don't, I, I'm not, I don't look at one of those series and think, okay, uh, that might cause the Brewers to lose momentum or anything like that. I really think it's now about finishing strong, just kind of like readying the rotation to lining up the days so that Corbin comes in on, you know, the perfect amount of days off. Same with Woody. Uh, Getting ready for that playoff, you know, those three games. Luckily, the Brewers won't be in the wild card. Um, That's something that maybe the Dodgers could lose in if if they don't win the division cage. That's something to keep an eye on. That's something to keep an eye on. One and done, you know, anything can happen in a one and done game, um, which makes really that wild card matchup really exciting. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, you have to be prepared for whatever can come. So I'm just excited, and this team is just continuing to just blow my mind. Maybe maybe you also feel that you got to watch more, more, and more Brewers. Like I can't miss I can't miss a Brewers game right now because there's always something that's going on. That's you know record shattering or something so well, and that's the coolest part is that you know when you have a good baseball team it's an everyday thing you know when you have a good football team it's the same old you got to wait the entire week you have a good basketball team uh, as we saw during the bucks playoffs you got those off days right but baseball is special in the sense where usually you have it every day another one <laughs> when things are going good another one if things are going good it's they're going great and that's kind of what's going on right now so that being said, just want to thank Alex for joining the show. Brewers fans, thank want to you. thank everyone for tuning in. Um, you know, we're looking forward to the playoffs. We've got a great run ahead of us. We're, we're excited to go on that journey with you guys. And, uh, yeah, if you if you like the show, the number one way to support it is to tell another Brewers fan. Just share this show with another Brewers fan. Maybe uh, share the link. Send it to someone, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, even Anchor. We're everywhere you guys get your podcasts. And, and if you want to help us out by subscribing, writing a five-star review, or like we that would go a long way, and we'd really appreciate that. So my name is KJ said I've been your host. I'm excited to talk to you guys again. Alex, thanks for joining us, and until next time. Bye.